What's up, everybody out there in the great big world of podcasts? Welcome to the Big Life Podcast, where together we explore this incredibly great, big, giant, amazing, wide open life that God has for us. I am excited once again to have uh, Rachel Hill, my incredibly amazing, beautiful wife, with me on the podcast. What's up, Rachel? That's a lot of adjectives. I know, because you just, you're like an adjective, just like, wow. Wow. Yes, it's amazing. So, uh, I've got Rachel here. Now, Rachel is quickly becoming uh, more than a special guest. Like, I I almost called, I I called her my co-host. And she was like, you can't call me your co-host because that means I do it with you, like do the podcast with you every single time. And so I was like, well, then I would just call you my casual co-host. Like we only do this every once in a while. So she said that I probably shouldn't say that, but I thought it was brilliant. So I said it. Rachel's here with us and uh, we're super excited to have her on. So basically what happens, you know, throughout the week is Rachel and I start having these conversations and we're talking And, uh, you know, when God's doing something incredible in her and amazing in her, I'm like, that's so good. Uh, You need to share that on the podcast. So I I just think it's better when we're together. But uh, so we've got some good stuff for y'all today. Ray Ray, tell them what we're going to be talking about. All right. We're going to be talking today about living the big life in our communication. And it's Mm. it's really just one, a small part of communication that we're going to be talking about. Um, but, but what we're going to be talking about is called the day of the potato. That's good. Exciting stuff. The day of the potato. That's a good, uh, that's what we're going to title this podcast. All right. So like, that's, that's really like, I think it'll pique people's interest. I think I've got to figure out what the day of the potato is all about. Yes. But before we jump into that, so I just want to share a little bit about kind of what we are going to be focusing on, uh, on communication today. So Um, We want to talk about something that's called coded talk or speaking in code. And you may have never heard of that before. And so we just kind of want to share about what that's looked like in our lives. Um, So we want to talk about the fact that the experiences of your life may cause you to hear things that aren't actually being said Mm. and to say things that aren't actually what you really mean. And so your experiences, the reason why you might do this is because the experiences that you've gone through in your life have caused you to live with a shame filter. Mm. We'll talk a little bit more about what that is. This is all going to make sense once they hear the story. Yes, I just want to set it up. So to live the big life in our conversations, God wants to show us how to speak clearly and in truth because he is the way, he is the truth, he is the life. And we know that what he is, is what we need. Yes. So, um, but I mean, it's like this, this idea of communication, like communication is, is this incredibly important thing in our, uh, in our relationship with God, but also in our relationships with, uh, the people that are around us, whether it's our spouses, our children, our coworkers, uh, you know, uh, whatever it is, like, it's so important that we can communicate, uh, effectively and clearly and but you're talking about the shame filter and you're going to tell this story that's going to help it make sense of but a lot of times when we're talking about this great big incredible life that God has for us uh, this great big incredible life it also includes our communication and when you're communicating in a small and ineffective way you wind up being a frustrated uh, you know and irritated person, especially with those that you are in close relationship with and having to communicate with often. 
Yeah, definitely. And I just want to say again that this this big life, it's for our real life. Yes. So, I mean, this is, we communicate with people everywhere we go, but this is not just for Sunday morning at 10 o'clock a.m. when you're sitting in mm. the pew. This is for your real life. That, we don't have pews at our church, though. That's true. When you're sitting in your chair. Yes. At church or maybe. But maybe somebody does have pews. That's. I'm glad you brought up pews. There That's you go. good. All right. So a couple years ago, <laughs> I had been reading this book uh, that's called Tired of Trying to Measure Up. And it's a great book. I highly recommend it. And as I was reading the book, Do you have I, the book with you? I actually did not bring the book. Who's the with author? Me. Tell me. Jeff Van Vonderen. Jeff Van Vonderen. Yeah, probably... this is this is a life changing book for for us. Yes, it definitely was. And so I'm actually rereading it again right now. And so some of these things that I learned have been brought back to the surface. But as I was reading the book, I learned the phrase "speaking in code." And so what that means is when you say one thing, but you actually mean something else. And whenever I read the book and I was reading some of the examples that the author gave, I thought, I know people who do this. And, you know, that, that was kind of how it started. I was like, I can recognize other people. I, I hear other people doing this. Isn't that so good whenever you're reading something or you're sitting in church listening to a sermon, you're like, man, I sure hope so-and-so's paying attention. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> man, I'm going to give so-and-so a copy of this book. Like, I'm going to give my husband and my wife a copy of this book. Like, they are going to need this. That's I probably a big flag for you that you should probably ask God what he's trying to speak <laughs> to you in that moment. But I love it. So people speak in code, and this is, this is a quote from the book. I just want to kind of define what this means, speaking in code. People speak in code because it has been made clear to them that needs, honest feelings, questions, and opinions that differ are not okay. Therefore, people have to learn to get what they need or let out what's inside by putting it in code. Mm, say, say, say all that again. The whole, say, the whole say quote. The whole Let's thing just again. say it's it again. Say okay, it again. so people speak in code because it's been made clear to them that needs, honest feelings, questions, and opinions that differ are not okay. Therefore, people have to learn to get what they need or let out what's inside by putting it in code. And so I'm going to give just a simple example of this, and, and it's a, an example that's shared in the book. So let's say you are at home and the trash is full, inevitably, because it just happens all the time. I know at our house, we are very trashy people. The trash is just always full. When, we when even, is it empty? When is we it even empty? have two trash cans, yeah. and it just they're just always full. So let's say the trash can is full in your kitchen at your house, and it needs to be taken out. And so you might say something like, Wow, that trash is really full. Just you're just saying that into the air. People are sitting in the living room or, you know, you, you know that other people can hear you when you say it and you say, "Wow, the trash is really full." And then you just you just go on. And what you're saying when you say that is take out the trash. Right. Well, let's say no. That's nope. not what you said. Let's say people don't take out the trash, and so then you you decide to you know put some shame to it, and you say you might say something like, "Man, I wish these lazy people in this house uh, would note it," or or something like you know the trash is full, and people in this house are really lazy; they don't even notice it. Mm-hmm. So you're still it's like you're dancing around. What it is that could really simply be said, which is... Take the trash out, please. Yeah. Hey, Colby, please take the trash out. It's full. 
So the trash. We're really working through something. (laughs) (laughs) The trash just needs to be taken out because it's full. And we should be able to clearly and honestly communicate that to one another without speaking in code, without, you know, saying something that's around the truth or dancing around it. So, you know, you know what's scary, Rachel, is like when, when you're, cause I know that in our lives and we're going to get to practical examples of that, like when you realize that you can't even communicate about something as simple as the trash, it makes you wonder what is happening to the communication about the things that really are important. Yes. Like, and you wonder like, man, why am I so frustrated in this relationship? Why is it not working out? Like, and it just, that, that's what it made me think of when you were talking about that. If we can't even talk about the trash, like how are we going to talk about something that actually matters? Right. And so that's just a small you know example to help you see like what is speaking in code. It's when you, you know, you're saying one thing, but you're just meaning something else. And you can also hear in code. And, and we're going to talk about that a little bit right now. So the day of the potato was a, yes, the day of the potato. Uh, it was something that happened in our lives a few years ago. I want to say it was 2018. And so here, here's here's, a good year pre COVID. Here's the story of the day of the potato. (laughs) So the way we're set up is that I, I make lunch every day and Colby comes home and we eat lunch together at our home. And on this particular day, we were having baked potatoes. So I think at this time in our life, we were not eating meat. And so when I went to the store and... I feel like we lost some listeners right there. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. We it, Yes. So I went to the store and I wanted to get Colby the biggest potato I could find whenever I was looking through, you know, all the baked potatoes. I thought, I'm going to get Colby the biggest potato because I want to make sure he gets full, you know, this... This potato is going to have like veggies on it and, and stuff like that. So I want to make sure he's full. So I'm going to get him the biggest potato I can find. And I did, in fact, find a Texas-sized potato. And I was just so thrilled. Brought it home and put all the potatoes in the oven. Can I just interrupt you right here on this story? I love it that it's a Texas-sized potato. Yes. You know, I've been to a lot of other states. And you don't ever hear of like a Georgia-sized potato. <laughs> I- you know, or like well, an mean, Arkansas-sized potato. I feel like you know we're losing I mean? listeners now. I'm just, I think we're actually calling people to the heartland. Texas. Oh, okay. Come, come Texas. be a part of the Lord's country. Okay, I'm sorry I interrupted your story. So. Like, like you have like Texas edition truck, right? Chevy Texas edition. There's no like. But is that because we live in Texas? No, you go to Idaho. There's no like Idaho edition. Oh. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they don't do that. Wow. No, it's Texas edition, like New Mexico edition truck. Nobody's ever heard of is that. Is there something else that you're trying to say in this? Uh, nothing else. Texas no is okay. great. I Got love it. Texas. So 12 o'clock noon comes. Colby pulls up in the driveway. He walks in. The potatoes are still in the oven. So he walks over to the oven and he pulls it open and looks inside and he says this sentence. He says, wow, that's a big potato. <laughs> Let that settle for a second. I just want you to just want you to chew on that. Wow, that's a big potato. And believe it or not, after Colby said that sentence, World War Three broke out <laughs> in our home. Like I lost it. I completely lost it. I mean, we got into a huge fight and uh I ended up crying. I was in the living room. I, I was in think... the corner sucking my thumb. <laughs> I think I ate lunch. 
And you might be thinking, that sounds pretty crazy. And actually, I think it does too. Or they might be thinking, this happens in my house. Maybe. This happens in my marriage. Yeah. So, so before I, before I, you know, describe what God showed me after World War III took place in our home, I just want to say that I would get so angry, like this scenario that happened, it would happen. I would get so angry with Colby and it would be about seemingly small things like, and, and when I would get so angry, like what I did when he said, wow, that's a big potato. I would get so mad and I would, you know, we'd get in a big fight about something that seemed really small to him. And he would, he would always say something like, is there something else going on? Because it seems like for what just happened, like your reaction is way bigger than, you know, what's... Have you ever, yeah, you know what I mean? Like when your reaction doesn't match the yes. incident. Yes. Right. It's not that, you know, it's just like, like, whoa, like, you know, like we just had a major moment in our marriage, like because of a comment about a baked potato like is there something else going on and so when he would say that then i would just get even more angry i mean that would just set me off because then i I don't know but yes something else was going on and so after we got into this huge argument about wow this is a big potato I was in the living room because I wasn't about to sit down and eat lunch. I was too mad. I was in the living room and I remember I was standing right behind the couch and God opened my eyes to what I actually heard when Colby said, wow, that's a big potato. So when Col- so you're having a moment with God like in the midst of this. Yes. And, and liter- I actually call it a matrix moment. I, I've had a few moments in my life where it's not that I heard God speak out loud, but it it feels like everything just kind of stopped in that moment for a second and things that were fuzzy became clear. So remember, I had been reading this book. I had been reading about coded talk and, and hearing through a shame filter. All of these things had been processing in my spirit and, and, and so it's like the ground was being tilled. It, I, God was preparing me to reveal this truth to me. And so just right there in my living room, sitting behind my couch or standing right behind my couch, I, uh, God, God showed me that, yes, something else was going on. When, when Colby said, wow, that's a big potato, what I heard was, you can't even buy a potato right. So... So that's what I heard through my shame filter, okay? So so he's like, wow, that's a big potato. And I'm like so excited about this potato that I've gotten him. And, and, and so it's like I've prepared lunch, but it just wasn't quite good enough. Mm. You just, so that's what I heard. So did Colby say that? No. Did you even mean that? Like what no. did you mean when you said, wow, that's a big potato? I mean, I'm not saying that I've always, you know, said exactly what I mean. Right. But in that moment, I was actually very impressed by the size of this potato. Like it, it was, it was, you know, quite uh, shocking. And so it was just like, wow, that's a big potato. So in that moment, God showed me that it, the the people that I was thinking of as I read the book, tired of trying to measure up. I'm like, oh, I know people who speak in code. He he was he beginning to show me in that moment. It, it became very clear to me that I had been speaking in code and I had been hearing in code for most of my life. I mean, all of my adult life, for sure. 
And I was I was hearing through a shame filter that had been developed throughout my life. I love this. It's like one of these moments. It's like a, a David and the prophet Nathan moment. Yes. Uh-huh. David's like, show me the fool that did this horrible <laughs> thing. Like, I'm going to kill him. And Nathan's like, actually, David, it was you. Yes. You know, and so we get all worked up about, you know, in church and reading our books and stuff about, you know, I can't believe these people do these things that I'm learning about when God's actually wanting to get us to the point. And it's not that they didn't do those things, but he's wanting to, you know, get it to the point to where we're willing to allow him to show us, you know, that we have been the perpetrator in some of these areas. Yeah. And so generally, if you, like I was saying earlier, if you are really frustrated about something that someone is doing and you're like, man, I hope they hear that. Like, like you were saying it, it's definitely something to take to God because I mean, it's probably something he's getting ready to show you about yourself if if you let him. So uh, Ooh, that statement right there can be highly offensive. Yeah. Because when you're so passionate about what other people are doing, mm-hmm. your 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 first thought is, <clears throat> you know, there's no way that I'm doing it too. Yeah. You know. So, anyways, that's a whole other podcast. It is. So, um, because of our shame filter, which has been developed throughout our lives, we hear and, and, and say things that aren't, we hear things that aren't actually being said and we, and we say things that we, we don't actually mean. So Colby, like many times in our marriage, a thing that he would say a lot was say what you mean, mean what you say. And that would drive me crazy. Like, you know, I might say, you know, I, I know we use the trash as an example, but I mean, it could have been anything like, man, those dishes are in the sink and I'm going to do laundry. That That's a classic. I feel like that's a classic thing that I would do. Like, hey, those di- there's dishes in the sink. I'm going to go do laundry. Well, that's not actually saying anything. That That's is that's coded talk. Especially, right? it's not saying something to a person like me. And it's not that I'm like slow, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it almost seems like a little bit, but like, you know, my my background is, you know, not like your background and... I just didn't hear like when you when you say these things to me like there's dishes in the sink I'm gonna go do laundry and I'm like and so then I come downstairs and I'm and the dishes are still there and I'm like Colby why didn't you do the dishes and you're like you never asked me to and I'm I'm saying yes I did and that's when you would say something like say what you mean mean what you say because because you never actually asked me to wash the dishes so that's a way that coded talk you know, and this is not just in household chores. This is just an easy yeah, way. Yeah, we're using all these, like, because I do do the dishes. Oh, yeah. You know. You do, actually. Yeah, I actually do. Yeah. See, and I take out the trash. Yeah, you Somebody do. Somebody throw me under the bus Baby, in this episode. I, Come I, on. Yeah, I just want to tell you, you have nothing to prove. Oh, okay. No, okay, no, I'm good. Yeah, so. The Lord knows. <laughs> so remember when Colby said, wow, that's a big potato, what I heard was, you can't even buy a, buy a potato right. And the Holy Spirit is what showed me that I, I never would have put that together on my own. So, so the shame filter that I, you know, like when, when she's saying, when you're saying shame filter, like, I feel like people might be like, what are you talking about? So Uh, I was saying like, I'm like the shame filter I was hearing through is you did it good, but not quite good enough. What else could you say? Yeah. or, Or, you know, I even think of like, uh, you know, it's like making a pot of coffee. You know, you take this perfectly clear water and you pour it over coffee grounds and through a filter and this brown water comes out. And so like when you have a shame filter, you know, the shame from our past experiences and life experiences, you know, it's, it's like the coffee and the filter. It's like, 
you're, you're taking something that's pure and you're pouring it through this filter. And so what comes out isn't the same as what went in. Yeah, so I can't hear what you're actually saying. I'm hearing my version of it yes. through this So when filter. I gave you pure a pure, you know, I, I just said what I meant. That is a big potato. It went into your filter that had been uh, developed in your life over the course of a lifetime, you know, which, which your filter was a performance shame-based filter. And it said... You know, I've got to make sure everything's perfect in order to get everybody to, to like me and get on board with me. And so when I said, you know, that's a big potato, it goes through your filter and it comes out into your heart as something completely different than what came out of my heart. Exactly. And, you know, and, and we wonder why there's this giant disconnect and so much frustration in our relationships. And it's because what we're hearing isn't what people are actually saying. Yes, definitely. You know... You know, like imagine that you accomplished something really great, whatever it was that you, you know, that you did. And then someone says to you, it would have been perfect if you just would have done this one more thing. Like that's really great what you did, but if you just would have done this one more thing. So the shame felt filter that had been developed in me just from the way I heard things was what I did never seemed to be enough to, to win the approval of the people that I was seeking to, you know, to win their approval. So <clears throat> like you said, I felt like I needed to be perfect. And that so. could be a, a parent, a teacher, a coach, uh, you know, Peers. A, yeah, your, your friends. I mean, that, that it's developed over the course of your life. Yeah. So, so like you said, I felt like I needed to be perfect so that people would like me or even want to be around me. So, so when you would say, there's another phrase that I remember you saying that would drive me crazy and it had to do with food as well because, you know, food is important, pretty important to us. Yeah, all of our examples are food yeah. and household chores. Food and household chores. But so. I love this because this is your real life. Yeah, it is. So, you know, we would sit down to eat. I had like worked hard on some meal. And, and you know, this is saying a lot because when we first got married, I was a... I didn't even know how to cook. Mm -mm. So like a box of macaroni and cheese is like a major accomplishment. Yes, it definitely was. And so, you know, years have passed. I work really hard on a meal. We sit down at the table and Colby's like, he digs in and he's like, this is so good. And I'm like sitting there and I'm so just happy that, you know, I'm getting his <laughs> approval and, and he's liking this. And he's like, this is so good. And then he'll, he'll say this sentence, you know, what would make this even better. And in that right there, I mean, Colby, how many, how many times did I get mad about something like that? Because what I was hearing was you didn't do it quite right. But in, in my defense, because I have something to prove to the people here. Okay. The thing that I would be saying that would make it better would be like, like if you're having like a hamburger, like putting <laughs> ketchup on it. I'm like, ooh, this would be even better with ketchup on it. It wasn't, it wasn't like I was like telling you to revamp your meal. It's true. But, but I mean, like the filter was so intense that like. Yeah. yeah. I love how you describe that. Like what, what people are saying things and it is going through our filter and we are literally hearing something different than what they said. It is magic. It is like, what in the heck is happening? But you don't, I didn't know I was doing that. I, I, I had no clue that I was doing that. Yes. We all do it. Yes. I mean, that's, that's why we're doing this episode. This isn't an isolated Rachel Hill incident. Right. You know, um, this is. So, okay. Here's another Okay, here's another example of coded communication that I know that I have done. And that is like talking a, a, 
instead of talking to the person, kind of talking about them, but when they're right there. So like I might be talking to someone else and I might say, Colby won't mind at all taking care of that for you. But Colby's right here in front of me. And, I, and, and I'm just like saying it loud enough for him to hear. You know, Colby won't mind doing that at all. Instead of just asking Colby. We do that with our kids a lot. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Zoe so like, won't mind. No, yeah. Yeah. We, Instead of just asking, or, or if, if it's a child and, and it, you're not wanting to ask them, you're just wanting to say, hey, I need you to do this, or please do this. But, you know, if it's an adult, instead of just asking the adult, hey, you know, Colby, would you like to do this? So it's communicating to someone while talking to someone else while they're there. Yeah, you're making sure that that other person can hear you. Like, I think one thing he says in the book is that you're, like, talking into the air, you know. Um, As a pastor, in my, you know, I, I have been guilty of this, like communicating to one person in the midst of speaking to 200 people. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just going to like throw this out there generally and I'm going to hope that that person hears what I'm saying actually to them. Instead of just... Instead of having a conversation with them. So wow. two things happen in that scenario. That person... 100% of the time has no clue that you're talking to them. Right, right. And then you've got 199 other people that are confused about, oh, I wonder, uh, was he talking to me? No, like, so it's, it's, it's definitely, uh, yeah, we could do preacher coded talk too. Yes. Oh my Lord. I'm so guilty. So I wanted to, to, to share just a couple things about why, besides the fact that it's completely frustrating to everyone around us when we, when I speak in code, when I don't just say what I mean and mean what I say. When I speak in code, it's totally frustrating to those around me. When I hear in code, it's frustrating, but I, I truly believe only the Holy Spirit can can open your eyes to that. And I'm praying that this is an avenue that helps you uh, if that's something that you're doing. But why does it even matter other than the fact that you might be just living a frustrated life? Why be honest? Uh, you know, I said at the beginning of the episode that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. My Father is truth. So when I'm speaking clearly and communicating uh, in an honest way, uh, I'm, I'm speaking the way my Father speaks. I'm speaking truth to honor my Father. So why does it even matter? Because the whole point is for us to become like Him. He's drawing us to Himself. And so we speak the truth because that's what our father, you know, wants. I'll never forget. Someone asked me one time cause we were, we were having this conversation and, and we were talking about, you know, speaking honestly and clearly and just being able to communicate in a real way, uh, without them, all the manipulation and stuff. And, and I said, well, you know, it's hard to tell the truth. And this, this person asked me, they said, well, Colby, why do you tell the truth? Mm-hmm. And I was it was just such a such a simple question, but such a scary question because I should be able to. Everybody should. I mean, it's like a, a question you ask like a toddler. Like, <laughs> yeah. why do we tell the truth? Mm-hmm. And I had all these answers. I was like, well, you tell the truth because it's the right thing to do, and you know the Bible says we're supposed to. And and you know and other people need to know. And they were like, Colby, you tell the truth because. That's the way he communicates. He is truth. Yes. And I was just like, oh, I tell the truth because he tells the truth and he's in me, you know? And, and so I was just like, it was really sad to me in that moment that you, 
that yes. I didn't know the answer. You know, I didn't even know why do we tell the truth? We tell the truth because he is the truth. Yes. This is his way of living. This is the big life. Yes. So, you know, why are we not honest? Because of that shame filter. And, and because of that shame filter, we might say, I'm saying what I think you want to hear so that you'll like me. That's, that's why we might not be honest. That's why we might be speaking in code. I'm just saying what I think you want to hear. Or I'm saying what I think you want to hear so that I can get my way. And, and both of these things are just manipulation, which manipulation is not part of the great big life that God has for us. And it's also not... When we manipulate and we only give, you know, part of the truth to people and we, we're speaking in code like this, it's not allowing other people the freedom to make their choice. So mm. when I say, Colby, will you please, you know, take this to town? I'm giving you the freedom to make your choice instead of trying to manipulate the situation. And I just wanted to, to also say, uh, so reason why speak the truth? Because our father does. Why? Here's, here's a couple reasons not to speak the truth. So I, I'm not speaking the truth to, to try to get others to believe me. So I'm not like trying to force people to, to, to come to my side or, or to make them see the truth. Um, I'm not trying to be the hero when I speak the truth. So once I realized that I was speaking in code, I started becoming the speaking in code police. And I code like, Nazi. Yeah, I was the code. I was letting everyone know around me, but, but that's not a reason to speak the truth. You know what's funny about this whole thing is like we've talked to our kids about this and we talk about this in our house and now our kids, we will communicate in code to our children uh-huh. and our kids will be like, Mom, why are you speaking in code? Like, mm-hmm. if you want something from me, just ask. That's right. I love it. So I want to just end with this scripture. It's 1 Corinthians 2, 4 through 5. It says, My message and my preaching were not wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. So God wants us to rely on him in our communication. He doesn't want us to try to control every situation uh, to get our way, you know, manipulating others and not giving them the freedom to have all the facts to make their own decision. So you had one more scripture. I want you to read that scripture. Okay. It was so good. The uh, one but is- I, I, you know, what I want to say about that scripture is like, it's literally the power of God. And that's the only way we can do this. Is- like, but when I thought about that scripture, like my words are in, you know, the power, power of the spirit or whatever it says, like, I would be like, okay, like these are going to be these crazy words that you speak from the pulpit and it just oh, okay. changes people's lives and people fall over and flop around and act crazy. No, like that's a power, you know, the power of speaking in the power of the spirit, but like speaking in the power of the spirit is like communicating clearly about what I want concerning the trash, concerning you know, what my children to do, like being able to talk about hard things in marriage, being able to sit down and look at my boss in the face or a coworker and just like have real, that, that is not, my message isn't, uh, you know, with persuasive words and in the wisdom of man and trying to manipulate and, mm-hmm. and, and situate my message comes in the power of the spirit, which is it literally takes the power of the Holy spirit for me to be able to communicate clearly, concisely, and honestly, like it takes the power of God to have a conversation with you, mm-hmm. with my kids, with my coworkers, uh, in a clear, concise, and honest way. Like it takes the power of the Holy Spirit. It does. 
Um, so the other scripture was Colossians 4, 6. It says, let every word you speak be drenched with grace and tempered with truth and clarity. For then you will be prepared to give a respectful answer to anyone who asks about your faith. So good. So powerful. Um, I'm so glad that you shared your matrix moment. The day of the potato changed our lives. <laughs> yes. Uh, Rachel and I, we still have uh, these days in our marriage where we uh, have to remember to rely on, on the power of God to communicate with each other, uh, to communicate with our children, to communicate with the people around us. So there's so much more that I want to say about this, and I have some ideas about it, uh, but I think we will discuss those on the next episode. So Rachel, thank you, my casual co-host. Yes. Um, I'm so glad that you're here, and I look forward to having you again in the future. I hope that this blessed you. I hope that you'll take this, pray about it, ask God to show you, Lord, what if I'm frustrated in an area of my life, if I'm frustrated in a relationship, um, help me to communicate clearly. Show me these areas in my life that I have clogged the wheel, that, that, that things are not happening because I'm not uh, living, I'm not operating in the big life, right? I'm not, I'm not living the life that you uh, bled, that you died, that you've placed on the inside of me. And so just ask him. And I believe that he can give you one of those matrix moments. And they're hard at first, but they, they produce so much life and so much maturity and so much fruit in our own, in our personal lives and in our relationships with others. So I hope that this blessed you. Like it, share it, uh, tell somebody about this. I think that it's life-giving. If it's blessed you, uh, share it with somebody and we'll pray that it blesses them. We love you guys. We'll talk to you all next time. Thank you so much for joining in today on the Big Life Podcast. For more information about Colby, visit colbyhill.com or follow him on social media. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and share it with your friends. Once again, thank you for joining us on the Big Life Podcast, where together we explore the great big life God has for us.